When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Over by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Now, we're absolutely delighted on the last word on Spurs to be sponsored by Beerhawk. Now, Beerhawk started with a mission in 2012 to bring delicious beer to the homes of discerning drinkers across the country. And here they are, seven years later, still pushing that very same mission. Home of the perfect draft machine. Enjoy fresh chilled bar quality drought beer in your own home and we're absolutely delighted to be able to offer you guys a 10% off with the promo code SPURS at www.beerhawk.co.uk Beerhawk, they are the UK's leading online craft beer shop they deliver the best craft beer available to your door and we have to also mention with Oktoberfest being cancelled we are still celebrating the world's most favourite beer festival and in style. You can also celebrate from the comfort of your own home with the range of the Oktoberfest Beery Packs. These are the official Oktoberfest beers and come with a stein for that authentic touch. Now, you might ask, Perfect Draft, what is that? Well, Beerhawk is the home of the Perfect Draft. Beer pump dispenser. They are the ultimately the best way to enjoy a pint at home. It's a beer keg dispenser able to pour the perfect pint to Perfect Draft. That is the best way to enjoy fresh, chilled, pub-quality drought beer in your own home. You can choose from over 40 kegs of your favourite beer, each one holding 10 pints. So after an unprecedented demand, stock is now available, hugely popular during lockdown, and they couldn't even keep up with the demand. It is free delivery on the machine, so please go to www.beerhawk.co.uk, 10% off with the promo code SPURS. That's www.beerhawk.co.uk and use that 10% promo code off Spurs. Harry Winks right at the last. Deli Alli. Lamella. To Dombele. Hugo Lloris. And he saved it. And the foul. Shishenko. Son on a mission to go alone. This is sensational. World class. Here's the 
Welcome to the last word on Spurs. If you're listening to us for the very first time, we are on iTunes, we are on Audioboom, we're on Spotify, we're on all audio platforms. We can be found on Twitter at Last Word on Spurs. You can find us on Facebook and find us on Instagram. We are back. I told you it would be daily. They are becoming daily, these Last Word on Spurs shows, providing you with instant reaction to Tottenham Hotspur, securing their place in the next stage of European competition after we somehow just about squeeze past Locomotive Plovdiv and we're back to provide you instant review. Delighted to be joined by the man who runs the crazy train, the instructor himself, Lee McQueen's on the show. Lee, how are you? Mate, crazy train is rocking and rolling. We're on them yeah. tracks. We are going towards craziness and tonight was <laughs> literally yeah, the mate. epitome of the train. Mate, that wasn't so a train. I don't know what it was. That's I'd say more of, a tra- more of a tram than a train, mate, to be honest with you. I'll tell you what, I don't know what to describe that, that, that vehicle. Delighted to have alongside Lee. We've got the man talking transfers, talking everything Tottenham. Jamie's back from the Daily Hotspur. Jay, how are you? Yeah, very good, thank you. And um, yeah, obviously very difficult getting back into Europa League action. I think tonight was pretty much the epitome of uh, Europa League. There was just a lot went very wrong. It was all very ridiculous. And yeah, it's going to be quite interesting to kind of discuss it now. I totally agree. And we've also got the man that provides the insight on the youth for Tottenham. He also was the man that provided Everton with his team talk ahead of the game against us last Sunday. Delighted to have John back from the White Rose. John, how are you? <laughs> yeah, doing very well. Sorry, mate. I'll, uh, I had to squeeze that in. I'll try not to uh, bash down the opposition too much tonight. Oh, but uh, I say, will the Champions League please have us back? Jesus. Everything from the coverage yeah. to Guy Fawkes outside the stadium. Just to watch it, John. Can't we just watch the game? Yeah, I mean, it was insane, wasn't it? What a body blow that was, being back in Premier Sports. Yeah. And we got it all again next week in Macedonia. Come on, you Spurs. Well, John, I I say, can we watch it? You probably argue that you wouldn't want to watch it after some of those, you know, performances that we've seen out there on that game. But we are back for instant review. Lee, let's come round to you to start this one. Spurs are through to the next round after a big, big scare in Bulgaria. It finished 2-1 to the Lily Whites after a late comeback. What's your thoughts, Lee? on that game. Can you give us any thoughts? Did you watch any of it? Could you see any of it? It was never in doubt, mate, that result. Absolutely never in doubt at all. You know, I knew one hundred percent come on. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, look, to, to be fair, I, I mean I, I can't even comment on the carnage that happened because, you know, like most of the listeners that uh, that watched the game or tried to watch the game, my, my stream cut out. Um, you know, through through the wonderful Premier Sports, thanks very much. You nicked my eleven pound ninety nine and he didn't even show the game. I started watching Syria highlights like halfway through. That's a craziness. Better coverage only than our game, anyway, to be honest with it. Well, well, to be fair, but look, if, if anyone from Premier Sports is listening, we want a refund for that. If you put the Spurs code in, like most of us did, you want to get a refund on that. It's an absolutely outrageous service. Um, and it wasn't too much better on the pitch, was it? You know, to, to be fair. But what, what I would say is I felt that we, we started with, with good energy. We had some good passing, a couple of opportunities. Um, you know, the first kind of 15, 20 minutes or so, we had all of the ball. It was like a defence versus attack training session. Showing some of you on the WhatsApp group and a couple of my other Spurs, uh, you know, my Spurs mates and stuff like that, season to go as well, group. And it, there was a few like moans and groans about it all. And like the reality is, these these games are always difficult. You go away from home, they put 55,000 men behind the ball and they just go, right, come and break us down. And, and then they and then they are that hope for something on the counter. Um, or, or set piece, and obviously I'm talking about Tottenham. 
no, obviously I'm not talking about Spurs. I'm talking about bloody Rodneys, the Plovdivs. Um, but look, 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 the reality of the situation is, I think a lot of the players, like we saw against Everton, aren't yet match fit. And, and, and Jose was a, a bit worried about the pre-season stuff. He knows he's got his, in his head about having a decent pre-season. Some of them haven't. Um, and that was like a pre-season game, training uh, attack versus defence. And it had everything in it, which I'm sure we'll get into. But I wasn't, I generally wasn't too worried. I, I've got to be honest with you, the stream cut out at like nil-nil. So I can't say that I wasn't worried when we went one nil down. I'm looking at, it was like going back to the teletext days. If anybody's old enough that listens and remembers the teletext days, the and you're C-fax, putting the teletext the old on bamboozle. Some, the old, exactly the old bamboozle. <laughs> so um, yeah, I mean, you know, for the first for the first half, so I thought it was I thought it was all right. There was a couple of wasteful passes from Sissoko and Dyer, lack of concentration. Um, Kane didn't really get into the game too much, but look, we Berg hits a bar. Um, a couple of opportunities where we should have done better, and you know. The, the, it was one of them, if you score first early, you probably win 6-0. Or, or it's one of them where, you know, what happened? And, and it was utter carnage in the end, wasn't it? It was indeed. Now, Jamie, coming round to you. I mean, how do I describe this game to you, Jay? 1-0 down, two red cards, Premier Sports collapsing on several occasions, Spurs then win 2-1. Welcome back to Europa League, Jay. How are you finding it? You enjoyed it? <laughs> yeah, I mean, look, I think, you know, I've tried to take some positives from it. Um, I didn't get to watch most of it, so I guess that was definitely a positive for me. Um, I've only got 29 <laughs> days left remaining on my Premier Sport uh, subscription. So what are you going to do, mate? What are positive. you going to do with yourself? Exactly. So no, it was you know it was a typical Europa League game. I mean, it was that that was very, very you know it's a game that really should be, have been a formality, but we just did not make it like that. Um, clearly, we had a lot of chances, and we just were not clinical enough. Um, I think for me, the, the other big positive I can take for it was probably in Dombele's cameo and then the comments that Jose Mourinho has, has come out and said about him. It's all sounded quite positive. And of course, he got the goal. Um, you know, he had some positive moments in the game when he in, in kind of his cameo. So I think that that's another positive that we can take from it. Um, but yeah, obviously, a, a very, very tricky evening. And, um, you know, it's, it's going to be a real wake up call for kind of the next couple of games. You know, I, I knew this game was going to be kind of tricky um, and we had to really take it seriously but you know n- now in this you know the next game we've really got to come out with the right mentality because these games are huge you know we quite easily could have gone out tonight you know there was no guarantee um, that we that we'd have scored those two goals and if we lose these games then you know our season in my opinion is pretty much over I think this is the yeah. one competition that I want to see us win Yes, I like. But we didn't lose, though, did we? To be but fair, I, t- I tell you, know, you what, though, we, we I'm one nil down. We, we I, mean, I, tell, lose, though, I know, but, yeah, you're right. But a one nil down, I'm sitting there thinking. I know we're only two games in. We're only 180 minutes of competitive football in. I'm thinking, God, this season's over. And Bale's probably done a U-turn. But, but I, well, I, you know, it, yeah. I know it's early days. I know it's early days. But the mentality, Jay, you mentioned there. I'm going to ask John on this question in a second. But Jay, you mentioned the word mm. mentality. Has this squad got the right one? Because I'm looking at that team out there. Nobody seems motivated. And we watched, obviously, mm. we've done the review of the Amazon. Obviously, the full nine episodes now. You can go and check that podcast out. We've done actually yeah. yesterday. Are the players listening to him, Jay? Are, is the instruction being warranted? Is that going through to the players? I look at it, think, no one's listening. No one's doing anything here. Are they playing for him? There is kind of a missing of that message. I mean, you look at the Amazon documentary and a lot of the time when he's explaining stuff, He's making it absolutely clear. I think it was the Chelsea game. He was talking, talking them through how you know they've got to go and close players down. Um, 
and and they just you know they don't seem to kind of be reacting to it. I mean, look, we've got a massive signing coming in tomorrow that you hope's going to be able to give that whole team a lift. But as we've discussed over the last two years or so, you know, this this team has needed refreshing, and it just feels as though that motivation, even from the top players, just doesn't quite seem to be the same. Um, something really big needs to happen. It looks as though something big is going to happen tomorrow. Um, so that that's really, for me, is, is kind of what I'm clinging on to because at the moment, this squad, it just seems to be lacking that motivation. And and, mm. they, and as you said, I just don't feel as though that message is getting through to them from Jose Mourinho. It's not, is it? I mean, that's the biggest worry at the moment. I don't think anyone can sit there and say, you know, they're taking on ball what's being said. But John, let's come round to you. I mean, the game itself, John, absolute chaos quintessential Europe, some would say, in terms of every possible way, but not real much to take from it. But it may prove to be an important moment for Ndombele. We'll come on to him a bit later. But Spurs are through just about. And I've got to try and butcher or try and pronounce his name correctly here. We're now going to face Shukendia in Macedonia next week. I've probably got that name horrendously wrong, so apologies if I have pronounced that wrong. But that's our opponents for next week, John. Yeah, you know, for us tonight, it was just about getting through. Um, We've done that. We're into the next round. We've got two more to go, and then we can afford some slip-ups once we're in the group stages of the uh, Europa League, because then you've got other games to get back. But these games are just vital that we go there and win. I really, really liked uh, Jose's uh, team selection tonight. I thought we needed to go strong. And to be honest with you, I thought we started well. In the first one or two minutes, Giovanni Lichelso, on his first return, was, was getting on the ball, setting chances up. He played in uh, uh, Sunny for one, and he also had that chance that set up for Stevie Bergwijn that rattled the crossbar. So, 10 minutes in, we were looking good. And if that had gone in, I imagine it would have been a totally different game, as Lee said, and we may have hit five or six. Um, But in the end, it's just progressing through to the next round. The other positives will be just minutes in the legs, you know. That's Harry's first goal for the season. I'm looking at him to get, you know, 35, 40 goals this season, considering the number of competitions we're in. So that's one already for Harry. And uh, obviously delighted for Ndombele, a player that personally I've not seen much from so far. But uh, I would be absolutely delighted to be proved wrong and hope he does come good because there are, uh, essential ingredients there to be a very good footballer uh, that Tongi has been blessed with. So let's hope he brings them to the bear and uh, we get to see them on a, on a weekly basis moving forward because that would be a huge, huge plus for us. John, I'm going to stick with you, but before I do, I just need to read out some of the listener questions or more statements we've had in from a load of Last Word on Spurs listeners. Over 150 questions, guys. Thank you ever so much for always contributing. We try and read out different names every single week. So please don't feel it's deliberate if we don't read out your question. Like I say, we try and read different names every week. Get your questions to us as early as possible. We'll try and read it out. Cookie at THFC says, we are not playing as a team. We look so individually scary. We are not fluid in attack or organised at the back. Any ideas from the panel as to why? Glad to make it through. We're going to come on to that in a minute, Cookie, in terms of what we feel we can do. Book at Langy High says, never talk about this game again. Just skip to tomorrow when we announce Bell and Regulion. That show's coming, OK? There will be a feast tomorrow, I promise you. Tonight, it's plodded, unfortunately. We have to go through this one. Michael Bennett says, should we treat this game for what it was? A low-quality game due to the nature of it and on a less-than-smooth pitch? Or should we be really critical, positives and negatives of the performances? Eddie at Eddie Gomez says, let's talk about this horrendous performance and lack of intensity. It started good and it quickly faded. What does his team need to get moving and awake? Bale surely will inject some energy and drive an attack. But one of the ones I wanted to ask you about here, John, this is from Jamie Crypto, who says, is Mourinho's defensive instructions hampering our creativeness going forwards? And how can we look so lacking of creativity with the quality of the players that we possessed against? 
Ploddiff. What do you make of that question, John? You look at the way yeah, they play and you look at the mentality. Are you concerned at all? Well, I was certainly concerned against Everton. Um, but the easy answer for that was that Giovanni de Chelsea obviously wasn't starting that game. Um, but he was tonight. And, and, and in the early minutes of the game, I did see an improvement. And it could just be that he needs some time to build up his fitness and, and get back to, to his uh, levels that we expect of him. And we sort of rely on him as our, our principal playmaker, especially since Christian Eriksen's departure. Uh, he's an area I'd like Tottenham to invest in, in, in a sort of a central attacking midfield player. Um, or hopefully those signings tomorrow will add some more balance and depth to the team, especially in the way we defend, maybe no longer with the inverted uh, fullback as Ben Davis, but with Regulon uh, bombing forward, maybe we'll look to change formation and maybe play three at the back or, or Dyer as the defensive midfielder dropping back into a two alongside uh, David Sanchez and Toby Alderweireld. So I think we will certainly see a different style from Tottenham moving forward because it won't have gone unnoticed that the fans are unhappy with the style of play at the moment. Um, and I expect changes will come and, and the signings will be key to that. So I think it's just time at the moment. For a lot of the players tonight, it was just another 90 minutes. It's been a strange pre-season, obviously. The timings, the fact we're already in, you know, October and we're only playing qualifying rounds. We'd normally be midway through the group stages of the Europa League by now. So, uh, in September, pardon me. Um, and, yeah, I, I just think the players are just getting up to fitness. You know, I think the more Lachelso plays, gets settled into the team, settled into his new teammates because he's playing around the likes of Hoybier, uh, Doherty, maybe Bale and Regulon as well. Um there's a lot of change at Tottenham at the moment. But in the Giovanni Chelsea, we have a player that will create things. No worry about that. I hope so, John, because I think the only concern with Celso, and I'll bring Lee on this point, is that for me, he was playing a much more withdrawn role last season. And my concern is, I know we've got a couple of questions here in terms of if Spurs actually, along with getting Bauer and Reguli on, do they need a, a striker and a central attacking midfielder? I mean, we know they've been linked to potential additions along with those two. But I think it'll be very interesting to see what, the next part of this window holds for Tottenham once we do complete the duo from Real Madrid tomorrow. But Lee, mm. let me come round to you. John Coates says, a disgraceful performance. Why does it take us to go a goal down for us to actually start doing something? And there isn't that much. He's hoping that Bale changes that dressing room. And again, loads of questions yeah. along the same kind of lines. But 50-50, Peter Robinson says, a win is a win. Just grind out the wins to these dodgy clubs and get through. That's all that matters. Massive banana skins. Cameron Yale Jr. says, fans thought the team could treat these qualifying rounds as warm-up matches. I thought, why? This team could struggle. I didn't think it was struggling enough for top four. It has a better chance with Bale and Reguilion, but we still need a striker for when Kane and Son have off days. Mentality, Lee, your biggest word in your life, yeah. mentality. Are you concerned about it with Tottenham? <laughs> yeah. not, not on today's performance. I'm, going, I'm not going to lie. I, di I, I love Cookie, but I disagree with Cookie. I, I thought, you know, and, and, and I agree with, uh, was it Pete 50-50 you just said? Um, yeah. Uh, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, Pete's that, yeah. 50-50 performance. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. They're, they're massive banana skins. Let me, let me talk to you about this. Over the last five years, Barnsley, we beat 1-0 in the, in the uh, uh, League Cup. Sheffield United 2015, 2-2 draw, went to a replay. Wickham in the FA Cup a few years ago, only beaten 4-3, haven't gone 3-1 down. Colchester, we lost to. Uh, Newport County, we drew to. Rochdale, we drew to. So some of you could argue, oh, yeah, we've had that mentality with this group of players. When you look at the group of players on there today, Tungo and Dembele, we had Bergi, we had uh, Gio Lo Celso, we had Hoiberg, we had Doherty. You know, these are all these are bloody new signings coming in. So, you know, there's, there's, there was a lot of change in terms of the new way today, new mentality from Jose. I just think these games are massive banana skins, like John said. You know, they're tough games. They go away and they say, right, they're going to raise their game. It's like England going away to San Marino, um, you know, or, or, you know, international. It's like England played Iceland the other week. 
you know, on paper, they should battle Iceland all day long. But upsets happen, as I've just said. And we went through. You know, let's, let's not uh, throw the baby out of the bathwater here. At the end of the day, positives are, and these are the key positives. I thought Gio looked uh, bright. Um, I thought Tungo, when he come on, I'm sure we'll get into it, looked bright. We've, we've got a stonewall penalty, which I'm sure you're going to ask him in a minute anyway, for Berg. It was an absolute stonewall penalty. Didn't get given. Um, and, you know, Berg hits the bar. You know, we've created six chances. They've had one shot, and it's, I can't tell you about the goal because I didn't see it. Cause thank, thanks for that, by the way, Premier. Um, but, you know, I, I just thought, you know, going away, get the job done and get away. I would say it was a professional performance. We had 70% of the ball. There was no, there was, of course, there was a threat when we go 1-0 down. I mean, that is a bit annoying. But the reality is we won the game. So, I, you know, I don't think it's a massive problem. I think that there's... We're in a chain. We're in a state of transition, and the mentality is changing. So, like I said earlier to, to Aaron, I think on on uh, on Twitter, yeah. you know, he said you know, got, the mentality's got to change. The mentality's got to change. Like, look, Jose's not ch- changing a pair of socks here, is he? Do you know what I mean? It's not like you're just changing a pair of socks. Change takes a long time. When you've got a belief in the last five years that you have to press in a way, or you have to keep the ball in a way, and you have to go do the potch way, and then Jose's coming in and changing that. That's a that's a long time. You mm. can't. I can't just turn around to you, Rick, can I? And say. All of a sudden, you believe that. Say, say I don't know. Say you believe in one of your key beliefs is is a religion, for example. Yeah, I can't yeah, just yeah. meet you and then change your belief, can I? Like in 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 a couple of days, no, it's going to take a long time to change. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. we're all human, so I just don't. I, I think that move on. Like we've got the job done in the end, and and actually, look, it is a crazy train. Try and enjoy it. Try. Why? I know it's difficult sometimes. <laughs> just try and enjoy it. This is mad. This would never have happened in the Champions League. You boys have already said. No. So just try it. I mean, two red cards, fireworks going off, the stadium's utter dog hole. You know, like it's, it's just craziness. And <laughs> you know, fans we're outside. Though. That's why we laugh. Is we're bad in the fans, but they're all outside. <laughs> I know. The thing is, we'll look back on this. When we're in the final, oh, right, so, at, the, at the end of the oh, year, yeah. we'll look back on this and go, blimey, do you remember when our journey started all the way back in September? Fireworks are going off. Yeah. Just got to try and enjoy it. Oh, damn it. Yeah, we'll try to. I mean, you might enjoy it with uh, being blindfolded, possibly. Let's come round to <laughs> Jamie Daily Hotspur. Jamie, we saw Jose Mourinho make a number of changes to his Tottenham team to take on Plodiv. We saw the Portuguese boss leave eight players at home. Two of them, notably Toby Adevarold and Deli Ali. Jaffet Tanganga remained out with a thigh injury, while Serge Aurier picked up a knock in training. Lascelles was back from his thigh injury, though, and was straight into that starting lineup. Harry Kane started up front with Hummin Son and Steven Bergwijn in support. Davidson Sanchez returned to the heart of the defence alongside Eric Dyer, while Ryan Sessignon and Cameron Carter-Vickers made their first appearances on the season in a matchday squad. But there was no place for Jedson Fernandez. Jay, I know it's only two games in. I know we're only 180 minutes in. Can you read anything at the moment into team selections? Firstly, on, on Jensen Fernandez, I mean, that is, it's, a, it's a bit of a bizarre one. I think he was kind of at the time, it was a good deal for Spurs. It was an opportunity to get a body in, especially at a moment where in January we'd obviously lost a couple of, um, lost a couple of players to injury. So I think that that was a good opportunity. Um, but, you know, Deli Ali, I think that that's a concern. I mean, in a way, um, that there is such a short space of time between these games. So I guess that, that, that some players will just have been left at home because, you know, they're, they're probably going to be used in another game. Um, it, it, you know, it's very difficult. It is crazy, this schedule. So it's understandable that, that the likes of Deli Ali probably are given a, that chance to rest so that more fresh for the next couple of games. So for me, I'm not worried about any of those those players that were left at home. I know a lot was obviously made about Deli Ali, and, and that's always going to be the case when a guy has a, a bad performance at the weekend. 
Um, and he was withdrawn at half time like he was. And then he's left out the next squad. It's obviously going to cause a big thing. Um, there's always going to be a big, um, you know, the press will always do that, don't they? They always, they always see something, they jumped on it. Um, for me, I'm not worried about Deli Ali. Um, you know, he's not a player I think is going to go this summer. Um, but yeah, I mean, otherwise it was, you know, it was pretty much the kind of the team lineup that we were kind of expecting. It was really pleasing. It was a strong lineup. Um, but yeah, I mean, look, one thing I want to see Spurs do, and, you know, the guys mentioned it was Lacelsa. I really, you know, I think that it's about trying to get the best out of Lacelsa. I think that, you know, we've, we've kind of missed that creative spark when he's not been in the team. So for me, it's kind of been able to get him in a role which is going to best suit him. But, um, yeah, otherwise, I was, I was very pleased with how strong the lineup was this evening. Let's come round to you, John. We saw Stephen Bergvine hit the bar and we sure had a penalty after he was brought down in the box very, very early on. We saw Harry Kane have a backhill chance in front of goal and then Ben Davis somehow missing a huge opportunity from a deflected Hummin Song cross in the final moments of that first half. But what we did see, John, and we can't get away from this, is all of our TV screens break up. And you know, we saw a tweet from Premier Sports saying there's an issue with the host broadcaster's satellite uplink that is affecting all international takers and they were working to resolve the problem. I mean, John, I think that came at quite a good stage because um, we weren't really doing much in the game. So was it a well-deserved break when that happened? That was much needed for all, Rick, I think. I tell you what, and it's interesting on Premier Sport. I've got someone else I follow on Twitter, Johnny Hotsbury, he's called. He was watching the... Uh, when, when that happened, he flicked over to watch Rangers for a minute. And that was also like pixely and you couldn't watch it properly. I mean, it's a premier sport drumming out this whole, it wasn't our fault and it's the broadcasters. Well, the Rangers game they were also showing for their 11 99 a month was also a complete debacle. So I think serious questions have got to be answered. You know, are Spurs going to link up with premier sports again? I know they've probably got the contract for the uh, the game next week and hopefully the next qualifier. But uh, we're going to have to stay plus, you know, staple ourselves in for those games because they're not of high quality anyway. And then when the broadcasters are also throws a spanner in the works. It uh, makes it a difficult evening. But yeah, these Europa games, look, they reminded me of the Europa games they used to play in 2002, 2003, you know, going to Tromso in the Arctic yeah. Circle, going to Maribor. Oh, um, yeah, you know, these, these, these games were John, terrible. Don't I, these names, mate. I, thought, I thought we had to go to think about these names again. Thanks for the reminder. We're back, baby. We're back. <laughs> <laughs> you, you I, I forgot these names. I thought, honestly, I know it sounds silly. That's such a long time ago now, the carrier bags of this world. Yeah. You end up becoming accustomed to playing the likes of a Juventus or a Borussia Dortmund, and then you're really brought firmly down to earth with some of these team names, aren't you? You really, really are. Yeah, I mean, our old issue with the, you know, I, I hope it's going to be different this time around, but our old issue with the UEFA Cup or the Europa League, however you want to call it, was we used to get past all the fodder, and then as soon as we played anyone decent, we'd get put out by a PSV, a Seville, um, you know, so, so hopefully, Benfica, hopefully those days are beyond us now. I expect with our Champions League experience, us to go one further this time and, and, and do very, very well in this tournament. Um, yeah, let's just get past these games, Rick, and, uh, and hope we can look forward to a brighter future. And a quick one, John, just on the Stephen Bergvine incident in the first half, surely it was a penalty, wasn't it? Could you not believe how that wasn't awarded, John? Yeah, that was absolute stone wall. And, mm. and again, that just reminded me, you know, why I wasn't there? Does that stadium not have VAR? Or does the Europa League not have VAR? I mean, anyone having a second look at that would have given it straight away. And even more baffling was the fourth official was standing and the linesman was standing right there and just didn't even look. Yeah. You know, just waved play on. I found it completely baffling, actually. But I've come to expect that in this tournament. Yep, no, we most certainly have done. And, you know, during that first half, we saw Harry Kane playing Ben Davis, who rolled a low cross, which Sonny clipped over the crossbar from eight yards. I mean, it just felt, it was one of those nights you thought this could all go potentially wrong for us. And, Lee, coming around to you, I know you didn't see the goal, 
But, you know, we have seen several videos floating around on Twitter of the goal. So it's only right we try and discuss from what we've seen over a glimpse of 10, 12 seconds. But Minichev, Minchev scored for Plodiv. Davis beaten to a Great flick player. on. Yeah, Davis beaten to a flick on from a corner. Sanchez beaten by the ball. And he headed past Hugo Lloris, who had absolutely no chance. But how concerned were you, Lee, in terms of defending there? Because two missed headers from a corner. The second we see then thumped home at the back post. And Jose Munoz said when they scored, it was a moment for them to dream. And it was a moment for us to fear for our place in the competition. I mean, it doesn't sound that confidently at that point. We were going to turn it around. Well, look, I mean, I've, I've just sort of not defended, but just said, look, bananas can move on. But but when you're analysing the game in that way, it's another set piece. I mean, what are you not on? The players on the pitch. Like, I'm not. I'm going to have a pop at a set piece again. Are you having a laugh? It's got over two people's heads. You know, we conceded a set piece on the, on the weekend on Sunday and we've conceded another one. You know, this is Ledley King, the king of White Hart Lane, is, defend- is coaching our defenders. Mourinho, you know, serial winner. Jason loves loves your saying on that, Vic, doesn't he? You know, serial winner, and he's coming and he's, you know, missed defensive. You still keep conceding sloppy goals. Individual errors it's, again. It's, uh, it's individual, and it's yep. unforgivable, in my yeah, opinion. It's... it's just my opinion. It's unforgivable to give away goals. We set pieces. But Lee, you've sat, here for, you've, sat here for, you've sat here for two years. Love sport. <laughs> Here, wherever yeah, we're doing these I, shows, but we're saying honestly, the same thing week in, week think, out. What's going to change, Lee? What's sure, going to change for you? sure, mate? I think I think you know when you come back to that mentality thing, you come, you know the um, you know the result and all that sort of stuff. Um, you know that that is as it is. I, I just want to say it's a worry. It's, it's bloody frustrating because it's kind of like pick up a man at a corner and head the ball away. I mean, it's not you know it wasn't a world class. Um, uh, crossing, uh, was it? It was. A, we seem flappable. Can I use that word? I think it's, it's a good word. We flap, and it's a, like a panic flap. I just, it is unexcusable. And this is what I was just written down. Like, I'm not, and I've been pointing this out on Twitter, by the way. So if you, if you are listening, uh, you know, feel free to at Lee McQueen and, and 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 give me some coaching on this part. But as a coach, you wait for a B licensed coach or whatever. What what are they doing on the pitch or the training grounds? I mean, John, you go down and watch your under 23s, go down the training ground quite a lot. You know, you know, I see, we see on the Amazon documentary they set up these kind of drills, but are they actually practicing how to head corner away? And that sounds so basic, but surely we must have some sort of plan here to execute because it just feels like it's just a bit flappable. Do you know what I mean, lads? Yeah, I mean, John, what do you reckon? I mean, are they training on this? Are, are they working on set pieces? It, we, we are saying the same thing here for the last couple of years. And even, John, we got Paul Thompson asking the question, why do we as Tottenham concede so many goals from set pieces more than anybody, there you go. it feels like? What do you reckon, John? No, I completely agree with you. It's been a real problem for a number of years and, and they set pieces at both ends of the pitch. You know, we had Ericsson taking free kicks for seven years and he only scored four of them. Um, we, <laughs> we've, we've now it's got Harry Kane, Harry Kane taking free kicks. Um, I don't remember him ever scoring one for Tottenham uh, or one against Villa, pardon me. Um, you know, so we've, look, set pieces at the club, the whole thing needs an overview. Um, but certainly the defensive ones, I'm absolutely sick of seeing us concede those ones where there's multiple missed headers and there's all sorts yeah. of going on at the back. And, you know, it's like we've got Flapping. Gary Doherty and Chris Perry there. Um, <laughs> you know, enough is enough. We need this sorted out. And Ledley King, you know, this is your number one job. You need to get this sorted because you are the man. We weren't making these ricks when you were at the back. So let's get this sorted out. 
Let's come around to you, Jamie, because if we look at the team defensively, I know many people will start yeah. to pick out certain players. And listen, it's early days. You know, I do not understand that we're 180 yeah. minutes into a competitive season. But I mean, Lloris, to be fair to him, didn't have much to do other than pick up the ball from the net for Plodiv's goal. <laughs> you know, I know he couldn't see much coverage, but Matt Doherty, I think he got up and down well on the right hand side. There wasn't too much quality in terms of his end product, but we have to bear in mind, Jazz, I suppose, that, look, he's still getting accustomed to being a Spurs player. It's going to take him time. Eric Dyer didn't really do much wrong, but didn't have much to do on the whole. But Damiton Sanchez, you know, I think at the weekend, Jay, again, we were looking at it thinking against Everton, right, yeah. who is he going to pick as his defensive yeah. pairing? And I know, again, there's many people out there that feel it should be Sanchez and Aldevarold. It shouldn't be Dyer and Aldevarold. Yes. And I just wonder again, you know, yep. we see tonight an incident where, say an incident, we see tonight a situation where Sanchez beaten by Minchev to the ball. And, you know, mm-hmm. it's, again, it's concentration, it's discipline from a corner. And you just wonder again, yeah. does Mourinho doubt if he's good enough to actually be that first team defender? Because there's a lot of links at the moment, as you know, with Kim Min Jae mm-hmm. still hovering yeah. around. The centre-back, is that still a concern for Tottenham generally this season? Yeah, it is, it's just so frustrating when you've got a manager, as Lee said, like Jose Mourinho, who's built himself as a coach who's so good, that who's built sides that's so good defensively. But it just feels as though this Tottenham team, it's very tricky to coach them. Again, it's individual errors. Again, as we mentioned, you know, it's, it's kind of that, are they listening to the messages? It just seems to be, and again, you know, have they been working it? Well, probably they, they might well have been doing it and I'm sure they would have been doing it. But again, it's just not listening to those messages. Um, I think you're right in terms of Sanchez. I, I'm personally a big fan of Sanchez and I think that he complements Aldevarad well in terms of being maybe a more athletic central defender. Eric Dyer, for me, I think that it was, you know, he had another disappointing game on the weekend. He had another disappointing game this evening. And you look at prior to the, you know, the restart, um, Sanchez and um, Aldevarad, in the couple of games they had together when Dyer was suspended, I thought we played, we did really well. I think we beat Leicester with them. We beat Arsenal. We beat Arsenal. So there was performances where those two, Aldevar and Sanchez, formed a really good partnership. And Eric Dyer, of course, came straight back into the team um, against Crystal Palace after his after his red card, and and we drew one 0 And I I just feel as though there there are real question marks over the quality of Eric Dyer, um, over his ability to play with Aldevar and and maybe Sanchez as well. So for me, you know, Jose Mourinho's got to look at it. And I know he's a huge fan of Eric Dyer. It's very clear that he does like him a lot because, as I said, he brought him straight back into the team after after he'd come back from that red card. So that, for me, is something that he really has to review. Um, is Eric Dyer kind of at that? Is he, is he ready yet to be starting for Tottenham? Because for me, I think Sanchez and Alderweireld is a much more assured partnership. Um on, on on Doherty, I think that it's kind of a, a, a stage where he's kind of a customer adjusting to that new role. Um, of course, um, when he was playing at Wolves, he was alongside three central defenders. So he had a lot more license to get forward. He was playing in a, a wing-back role rather than an actual right-back role. Um, so I think that that's obviously going to take him time to kind of adjust. Um, and then, of course, Ben Davis. I mean... I think I'm very, very pleased that we looked like we're going to bring in a very, very talented left back because, again, we need real question marks him, over we? Ben Davis. Yeah, I mean, it's a great uh, point you mentioned there. And I mean, let me ask Lee about that because Lee, you know, Ben Davis missed a clear charge from two yards out on the right hand side, end of the first half, when he then headed across goal rather than at it. 
Then he was beaten to the flick for Plodley's goal as well. But he redeemed himself a little bit with the header that was handled on the line. But it's not the best night for him to have, as Jamie mentions as well there, Lee, with Regulion's arrival very much imminent now. Would you be worried if you're Ben Davis? Yeah, in a good way, because we want competition for places. I mean, you look all over that pitch. We've spent a lot of money now. Um, you know, once these two boys come back, uh, come in tomorrow, which is obviously happening, um, although they're EasyJet flight, did get cancelled, by the way, just while they've had to go on a private jet, because EasyJet cancelled all, all flights um, you know, a couple of days before we went to go away. So that uh, they, uh, that's take a private jet. But the, the boys are going to be jetting in. I think the worry for me is, you know, that whole gelling thing. We see it at Fulham last year, 130 million. They, they brought in like 12 players or whatever, and they went down. Um, you know, I, I can't I can't say that against the Everton game. So two new players on there, but it was really evident today with Doherty that, that like like Jamie just said, that you know he's still finding his feet. There was a moment when they were attacking, and he thought uh, Bergie was going to go to the right, and he passed down the side, and Bergie had cut inside instead, and they were both kind of looking at each other. And that for me, you can only get that that telepathy if you want to say that, or playing with your teammates. That only comes with playing games. That only comes with the more and more you play. Come back to the point. Let's not overreact here in terms of the, you know, the the uh, you know the the, uh, the result here because you know there's, there's a lot of different people. I think the worry for me coming in that you know I was banging the Denier drum in terms of coming in as a left back. There's there's no doubt that this 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 guy coming in is uh, is is up there. Um, very very good. Um, he's, he's got a good cameo on the, on YouTube um, that we we've probably all seen. But I think the worry for me is that he, he does go forward. And that's, that's, don't get me wrong, like you, everyone's going, what are you talking about, Lee? That's what we need. Danny Rose on the left and Kyle Walker on the right. We've now got that because Doherty's right up the pitch and so is Serge Aurier, to be fair to him when he plays. And now um, uh, Regulon, which I can't say, um, but he, he's going to be coming in on the left-hand side and he's going to be up the pitch. So we're talking about that we can't defend. We're talking about we can't keep a clean sheet. We're talking about we keep giving away sloppy goals. Yet all of a sudden we're going to have rolling full-backs, full-backs again. How's that going to work? So, do you see what I mean? Back in the day when we had a 4-2-3-1, we had Eric Dyer that would fall back in, he'd play central midfield and he'd fall, fall back in his mark as a three. Um, you know, uh, he'd come in the middle, wouldn't he, between um, Toby and uh, Jan when Danny and, uh, and and Carl were bombing on. But, where, you know, I, what I've seen over Hoiberg at the moment, I don't want to be too disrespectful because I championed him back in January to come to the club, but I can't see him fitting in as a, as a, as a centre-back. So, is he going to play three at the back? And if he's going to play three at the back, then, you know, I, 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 you know, Dyer, Toby and Sanchez, like Jamie's just been talking about, is, is it going to be a, a, a trio partnership? Or, or does Davis come in as a left-sided centre-back like he does for Wales? So, you know, for, from a Davis perspective, your, your question to me was, are you, if you're Davis, are you worried? No, I'm, I'm, I'm happy because I'm getting competition for places, but I'm also backing myself because mm. I think that, I, you know, if I don't play as a left-back and we play three at the back, I'd probably play as a left-sided centre-back. It's interesting because coming around to you, you I totally agree with you, Lee. It's interesting, John, because we, I don't want to go too off topic here, but just before we go for a break, I think the arrival of Regulion is going to really maybe change the way Tottenham set up because, as we know, we had kind of the four defenders and we had the kind of lopsided defence with Aurea going far up on the right. You know, we're going really, John, I want to think back to kind of maybe Spurs old school when we had Danny Rose, Kyle Walker. We're going for two quite expansive fullbacks that like to get forward. Does that give you hope, John, that it's going to have Spurs playing a bit more expansive football? Fingers crossed. We're all hoping this. It really excites me, actually. I mean, uh, you know, of the signing of Regulon, the thing that excites me most about it is that I feel like for now we are going to change formation. We may have two fullbacks that bomb on. You know, you only need to look at Liverpool, the team that won the league last year. 
where did the majority of their assists come from and, and chances created? It's those fullbacks, you know, how dangerous Trent and Robbo are. If we can recreate anything like that or even half like that, we've got such good attacking players now and a crop of them. You know, I'm not just talking about the, the front three that everyone knows, but I mean, in backup, the likes of Bergie, Mora, uh, Delhi, Lamella, if he stays. Um, we've got so much depth. We're going to get chances in the box. We will put away a lot of goals. So I'm really, really excited about the signing and how that expands our level of football uh, moving forward. Definitely agree in terms of moving to that back three. Again, it's, you know, something needs to kind of change defensively because we've been working on it for almost, you know, mm. with the eight months now and it just hasn't really worked. But now you have got really two quality attacking fullbacks. I mean, obviously, Doherty's numbers were fantastic last year. I, I think I'm right in saying he got eight goals. And then a couple, a lot, quite a lot of assists, and then and Regalong, yeah, he did, he did, yeah, exactly. And, and you know, Regalong is a fantastic attacking fullback. You look at him, and he's just the complete opposite to Ben Davis. He's very dynamic, and he, he almost looks like a guy that's sort of the typical fullback. You think, well, he, you know, he's kind of wasted here as a as a as a left back. Hmm. Um, so I think he's really going to add a lot, and I think that having those two as wing backs could potentially be very very exciting. And again, you know that. Would, that would really help out Doherty because obviously he's used to playing that wing back role. Um, but as I said, I really think that in terms of those three central defend, you know, in terms of the central defenders, something needs to change because it's not really working for any of them. Um, so I, I'd definitely be in favour of maybe moving towards like uh, three central defenders and wing backs. Jamie, if 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 we are going to go, sorry, Rick, I know you need to go to a break, but if we are going to go to three at the back. Um, you know, firstly, does, does Ben Davis make make that third, that left-sided centre-back, or did we play mm. the, the traditional centre-backs? We've also got Jaffet, don't forget, yeah, it's a good um, point. which is yeah. really, really disappointing because he's, well, he's injured we again. Got as well. I mean, Cess we, won't play in the first got, team, but yeah. Right. No, but again, he, he he could easily come and deputise yeah. for um, for uh, Regulion. Yeah, um, yeah. Regulion, sorry, I'll get it right one day. We, have to, sure it, we have to get it right. Oh, We're going to be saying it a lot, fingers crossed. I know, and it, it's a brilliant signing. Don't get me wrong, I'm not, I'm not being mad on it. I think it's absolutely amazing signing. It's fantastic. You know, we, we, we sat up before, before, the, um, uh, before the season started in our transfer window. So what do we need? So we need a striker. We need a right back. We need a left back. Um, we need a holding midfield player. We've gone out, we've bought a holding midfield player. We've gone out, bought a right back. We've gone out, bought a left back. We've gone out, we've got a, a, a forward in in like one of the best forwards in the world, um, as we all know. Can't say his name because we're saving it for t- tomorrow, but it's Bale, in case you didn't know. Um and, 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 and now what you look <laughs> at what, what you're looking at is if you play if you play free, if you play free at the back, it don't it means now you're not going to get free in central midfield. And and here's the here's the thing, here's the puzzle as Jose was talking about. You got Hoyberg as your holding midfield player, regardless if you play uh, three at the back or um, or uh, four at the back, he's going to hold. Then, th- therefore, you're going to have two people in front of a back three or three people in front of a back four. Now, it works with three people in front of a back four because you have Hoiberg sitting and then you can have an Ndombele, Lo Celso, Winks, Deli Alley kind of combination. Or Sissoko mm-hmm. and a Jetson. And, and it think gives, about and all it gives of them, them more freedom as well, doesn't it? It totally it gives, gives them more freedom. freedom. So, exactly. You think about all them six players were quite overloaded there. You've got six players and you could say, right, one game we're playing Lo Celso and Dombele, which I thought was actually quite interesting tonight because we saw that combination, didn't we, on the pitch in the second half, which was quite exciting. Uh, yep. Most people would pick Ndombele and Lacelso in that as a as a forward uh, as a more forward two. But you've also got Winks, you've also got Sissoko, you've also got the amazing superstar that I think Deli Ali, um, you know, to be able to get into that side as well. And you've also got Jetson. So so actually, when you look at a, a four three three, that kind of suits our attacking players and our midfield players better. But our defence suits 
probably a back three, as, as, as Jamie's just said. So it is a bit of a puzzle um, because I don't think at the moment, if we played a back three, I still, you know, you know, like you just said, Rick, as well, you know, you look at the, the left back and the right back, mm. um, Liverpool, I remember doing the analysis like, with all of us before the Champions League final, yep. you know, and it was, if you stop the supply from the fullbacks in Robertson and Trent Alexander-Arnold, you, you probably win the game. You've got a really good chance of winning the game because their assist ratios are ridiculous. 350 crosses into the box in the Premier League from Trent Alexander-Arnold last year. That's unbelievable. No wonder he's getting like, you know, 15, 16, uh, 18 assists a season. So if we've got the marauding fullbacks that have given us that, that, that attack, amazing. But it's still giving us a problem at the back. And, you know, it is a Kum, uh, 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 a I don't I know these names, damn it. A, a, a Kim, Kim Min Jae. Jae. Kim, Kim, him. Oh call him Kim. So Just call him Kim. Sit the Kim. Kim, if, if we're getting a Kim... Is he going to walk straight into the first team over a Dyer or a Davison mm. or a, a thing? You know, I'd much rather have a you know assured person there, like a Jaffet, um, and uh, you know, and a Toby. It's, it's such a puzzle, isn't it? it you is. know, it's, it's an opinion, of course. We love football for that, but yep. it is it is such a puzzle, isn't it, guys? Yeah, it is indeed. Well, listen, we've got to go for a break. After this break, we're talking about Harry Kane back on the score sheet for Tottenham. Tungi Ondombele. Is this his moment? Jason McGovern is listening in. Is this Tungian Dumbele's moment, Jason McGovern? And we're also looking ahead to Southampton to come at the weekend. A preview of that one. Don't go anywhere. We're back after this very, very short break. I've watched you drive too fast just because we're a bit late. I've seen you driving too close to the car ahead when we're on the way to school. I've noticed when you try and make the lights, even when they're amber. I thought you go too fast, so I get pushed back in the seat. And I've seen you slam on the brakes to avoid hitting someone. Dad! Watch your speed. Everyone else does. To the Mayor of London and TfL, every journey matters. You pay a plumber a deposit to replace your tap. They never show up. So this drip keeps on dripping. Sadly, we can't stop that. But when you pay with a Visa, debit or credit card and the company won't refund you, you could still get your money back which you can use to hire a new plumber to stop that drip from dripping on. Search Visa. How you pay matters to find out more. Refunds are not guaranteed. Your statutory rights are not affected. Contact your bank to discuss your options. OK, pitch side with Jose. And, uh, well, we had to dig ourselves out of a hole there, didn't we, Jose? You got exactly what you expected here. Yeah, I knew that the game would be tricky. And... Um... As I was saying at half-time, the first half was not bad at all. I, I couldn't complain much with the players, just asking them for a bit more intensity. But um, the team was not bad at all. We created chances. We had a big penalty in our favour in the first half that could change everything. We hit the post. We were tot totally uh, dominant. But the game had this danger of uh, one match uh, knockout. So... When they scored, of course, uh, was a risky situation, but we took our risks uh, by, by taking Davison uh, and play only with one defender, one against one was a big risk. But uh, at that moment, I believe that the players had uh, the quality and then the intensity and then with Lucas Lamella, uh, Tangi, fresh people coming from the bench to try to, to change it. But... Uh, I think it was a hell of an experience for the players, this, uh, 
this match um, where uh, you know sometimes in football miracles happen and when you play a knockout only one leg is the perfect scenario for a for a miracle to happen yeah so i guess you either at 1-0 down 15 minutes to go you either dig in or you no, lose don't you the attitude of the players uh, have absolutely nothing to complain with they took the game uh, seriously uh, they try from the first minute to to do what um, was our game plan we had our chances we knew that they were going to to be very defensive especially centrally in the second half we opened the pitch even more on on the sides and then finally with lucas uh, wide and um, and ben also wide on on the left we create them lots of problems but i have to admit that um, everyone on on the stadium on their side they they had a moment where they really dream and we had a moment where we felt that uh, a nightmare could could arrive okay so the results in and we go to macedonia next week skendia have won one nil tonight so i guess could be similar to this i mean i don't know much about skendia i don't know i i i didn't know much about plovdiv but when we got them we analyzed and i immediately felt that this was the kind of uh, of game, kind of kind of situation where if it is two legs, you are relaxed, and uh, the result of the first leg away doesn't matter because in the second leg you change doesn't matter which result is. One leg was dangerous, is going to be dangerous in um, in Macedonia. To be honest, I don't know the team, I don't know anything about them. We have to start working, but before that, we have the marathon going on, Southampton, Leighton, and finally uh, we go to, to Macedonia. You pay a plumber a deposit to replace your tap. They never show up. So this drip keeps on dripping. Sadly, we can't stop that, but when you pay with a Visa debit or credit card and the company won't refund you, you could still get your money back, which you can use to hire a new plumber to stop that drip from dripping on. Search Visa. How you pay matters. To find out more. Refunds are not guaranteed. Your statutory rights are not affected. Contact your bank to discuss your options. The new NHS COVID-19 app immediately shows me the risk of coronavirus in my area, so I can warn Mel. It lets me quickly check into venues with a QR scanner, so I can protect Alid. It tells me fast if I've been in contact with other app users who have coronavirus, so I can alert Emma. It helps me protect all my loved ones, even Andy Sue. The more of us who get the app the better we can control coronavirus. Protect your loved ones. Get the NHS COVID-19 up. Download now at Google Play or the App Store. OK, you're here with Harry uh, pitch side in Plovdiv and, and Harry just said to, to Jose, I mean, we had to dig ourselves out of a hole there, didn't we? Yeah, we did. Um, found ourselves in a difficult spot, obviously. Um, didn't take our chances uh, early in the game and then obviously come, come back to bite us towards the end. Um, set play, disappointing to concede as we did, but... Uh, yeah, we had to go again, and uh, it showed good character to, to step back on, uh, step back on it, and um, create a couple more chances. Obviously, uh, got the penalty, and a couple of their guys got sent off. So, um, yeah, once we got it back to one-one, obviously we knew uh, we was in the driver's seat, and, and thankfully we got the got the goal before the end of the game. I mean, you've seen this scenario in domestic cups when you go to, away to a team, but not in Europe as a knockout in Europe. So we go one-nil down. And we're facing trouble there. What, I mean, what were you saying on the pitch at that point? I mean, you had a, we had about 15 minutes ago. Yeah, I think that was 20 minutes ago. And uh, it was just to stay calm. Obviously, we're still creating chances. So 
we knew we were going to get one or two more for sure, uh, and it's just about taking them when they come. Uh, like I said, thankfully we got the penalty and things went uh, went our way with the two sending offs as well. So um, yeah, this is football. Any team you play at any level, uh, it can be a difficult night if you don't if you don't score early or take your chances, and, and that's what happened today. But look, we're we're through to the to the next round and. We'll have to do better next week. Yeah, I mean, look, we've got to give credit to the players for, for digging us out of that hole, haven't we? I mean, bottom line is we are 1-0 down with time running out and we've won 2-1, whatever the circumstances, and we move on. Yeah, exactly. We've got to win no matter what, and that's the bottom line. And, um, yeah, we know we could have played better. We obviously didn't want to concede a goal, but, look, that's football. Uh, and it's about how you bounce back uh, when you... When your back's uh, against the wall, and uh, yeah, we've done well today to do that. And um, like I said, we know we've got lots to improve on, uh, and we'll try and do that going into, into next week. Yeah, and, and Southampton on Saturday, Sunday to start with, 12 yeah. o'clock early one, so we've got to be right for that as well. No, exactly, obviously, disappointing uh, game last week, so um, yeah, we've got to put things right. And uh, a tough away game uh, to Southampton, but that we've got to get home, recover, and, and be ready for that one. Yeah, and just the last one, mate, and I know this will make you smile, just seeing that League Cup draw. And seeing Orient come from 2 0 down to win 3 2. And so, so we go to Brisbane Road next week as well. Nice one for you. Yeah, no, brilliant. Uh, brilliant for them. Uh, fantastic to come back from 2 0 down. So, uh, yeah, delighted for them. Obviously, the work we've done uh, in the off season as well. It's, uh, yeah, just a bit strange how, it, how it's all panned out. But, uh, no, brilliant. Brilliant for them. And, uh, yeah, we look forward to playing them. The new NHS COVID 19 app shows me my risk of coronavirus and helps me protect my mum. It lets me know fast if I've been in contact with other app users who have coronavirus, so I can quickly warn Dan. It shows me the risk level in my area immediately, so I can tell Sue. It helps me protect all my loved ones, like Kim and Chris. The more of us who get the app, the better we can control coronavirus. Protect your loved ones. Get the NHS COVID-19 app. Download now at Google Play or the App Store. Up. Looking good, feeling good, and making a world of difference, one bottle at a time. Care for your hair and the planet with Elvive from L'Oreal Paris. All our shampoo and conditioner bottles are now made from 100% recycled and recyclable plastic, except the caps, which we're still working on. Together, we can save 5,000 tonnes of virgin plastic a year. For more information, see l'oreal-paris.co.uk slash recycle. Hello, welcome back to the second half of The Last Word on Spurs. Thank you ever so much for downloading us. John, coming over to you, we saw Testostanov sent off for Plodiv and a penalty to Spurs. The ref had also shown Carrigan a second yellow card, so Plodiv actually down to nine men. Mourinho explained that the second Plodiv red card, as in the second yellow, came because the player was digging a hole in the penalty spot of his studs before Harry Kane went to take his penalty to smash Tottenham level. What did you make, John, of that incident? Did you actually see it because I think at that point, still, a lot of us didn't actually have our streams up of the game. Tell us what you made of those crazy scenes that saw Spurs eventually, eventually get level. Yeah, I mean, you couldn't see it, Rick. I could see it. I, I was kindly sent a, oh, right, a, okay. YouTube, a YouTube link <laughs> um, with all sorts of mad pop-ups going on. I think it was like a Korean YouTube or something. But anyway, I managed to see the madness. And um, yeah, you know, someone basically stopped it on the line from going over. Ref, no hesitation this time round to point to the spot. Well, he had no choice, you know, especially after his madness with turning down Bergie's pen earlier. But this one was a hand off the line. So definite pen buried. And it was a funny, the, the player that was um, kicking the penalty spot, he was actually a great player. He was their number nine. And in the first half, he was causing us all sorts of problems whenever he did get on the ball. He had some real sort of uh, skillful touches on him and he carried the ball very gracefully. I really enjoyed watching him play, actually. So 
it was a shame for him that he's ended up uh, getting that second yellow card and being sent off. But obviously, look, it was a massive boost for us. And it's a real moment of madness. You don't often see two players sent off like that. But when you do, teams do often implode. You look at Ajax last year. They were 4-1 up at Stamford Bridge. Had two players sent off in one instant and end up drawing that game 4-4. bit like tonight, you know, uh, Plogdiv had two players sent off and then they crumble and lose the game. And it's so vital in a knockout tie that that doesn't happen. And for Plogdiv, uh, you know, unfortunately for them, they're gone. But fortunately for us, roll on Macedonia next Thursday. God, yeah. Roll on Macedonia next Thursday. Jamie, coming round to you, um, we see, obviously, Mourinho explain how that penalty came about. But the nature of the craziness in that couple of minutes, was there a concern for you? I know this is a question we've had in for one of our listeners, that if Spurs hadn't got that penalty, would we have got back into that game, Jay? Do you genuinely believe we would have created something to have got ourselves level? As I said, I didn't really know what was going on, but there was real concern. I knew coming into this match that it was going to be a really tricky game. I knew that we were going to have to go strong and take it very serious, as I said. Um, and again, I'll say it again, you know, it's going to be a wake-up call to the to the next game. It's not going to be easy. And as Lee said, you know, these upsets always look really very possible that they can happen. Um, and tonight it was very fortunate that we obviously got a bit of luck. Um yeah, and you just hope that come the next game in Macedonia, um, or wherever it's going to be, of course, I think there's a, a lot of confusion to talk about um, their, their ground not being up to UEFA standards. So that game could be moved, which, uh, again, shows the craziness of this competition. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it's you know, there's got to be that attitude that we've got to come out straight from the start. We've got to know that this is a really difficult game. I mean, in, that, in the documentaries, a lot of the times, Mourinho... Um, I think against Middlesbrough, he's, he was warning the players that this is going to be a really tricky game and they're going to they're going to have those opportunities. They're going to want to come and up, really cause an upset. And um, that's something we've really got to be careful for in the next games. As I said, you know, these are one-off games. Anything can happen. Um, so, yes, you know, I really just hope we get through these games safely. Um, but, yeah, it should be very interesting, these, these next two games, hopefully. We saw Harry Kane have a couple of half chances with a back heel from close range and a low shot before the hour mark. Made no mistake of a rocket of a penalty, though, after his header was soon saved later in the game. Lucas, who came off the bench, helped provide the winner. And that winner was scored lead by Tungi Ondombele, who bundled the ball home. I think even the term bundled is being quite kind because um, no one could really miss from there. But Tungi, we hope, Lee, we hope that's the goal that changes everything that, you know, makes him become the player that we all want him to be. Am I really blowing this out proportionally? Will this change the man? I don't know. I don't know. Did, did, did it go off his backside or did it go off it? Does you it know, matter? Did he bundle it in? I did, I, I, oh, sorry. I didn't see it. Oh, right. No, of, it, um, it, it, uh, generally bundling the ball sports, home yeah, by a bat yard. Sports, yeah. yeah, I'm just saying, at Premier Sports, took my 11.99 and then uh, started showing me Syria. <laughs> highlights at the point where Spurs will get him back into the uh, you know getting back into the game so thanks for that at Premier um, no uh, I didn't see the goal so I can't really comment but what I would say yeah I was going to say what, what I would say about um, uh, Tingon Dumbele I, I felt when he came on the pitch finally he was playing a bit further up like he did you know against Villa for example and and I counted five or six or seven of his touches were, were, were immediately to go forward I mean he, he, he put a wonderful ball for on the outside of his boot didn't he I think it's to, for, for Harry Kane um, and you know he just he just felt like he's got a bit of confidence it felt like that that actually you know now he's kind of starting to understand 
what Jose wants from him. Jose's comments before the game were he's, he's working very, very hard. I think Jose's comments after the game is working very, very, very hard. So that's kind of three varies in there. So that must be that means that Jose's happy. And, and I felt that, you know, his passing was excellent. And of course, he got the goal. So, you know, I, I think that look, it's not blow it all out of proportion. He had like a 30 minute cameo. But again, he's not fit either in terms of match fit. But I, I know Jace will say that he ain't been fit for for, for a year, um, and that's that's a fair point to be fair. But it's um it's a match fitness thing. I think that we're still, a lot of the players are still getting their match fitness up. Like like look, I suppose everyone's in the same boat. Everyone's still getting their match fitness up. Um, but that that just bodes well. I think that uh, it was good. I'm not going to lie, it was good to see him um, get some minutes, get them under his belt, in his legs, uh, play you know some some decent passes um, forward. And, and again, if you can, I think Jamie touched on this before. If you can, if you can unlock the the, the talent, the potential that he's got, mm. he could be brilliant. And I think that's what I, that's that's the, I suppose Rick, that's the point I'm making about Deli Ali. Yeah. Uh, and when we when we reviewed yeah. it before, it's like yeah. Deli Ali's already unlocked his potential. He's already done it. He's already got like 50 goals or whatever in the we Premier League. We want to see again from Deli in, in the Premier League. We want to see that. Yeah, again and, 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 yeah. exactly. But with yeah. Tungai, we've we've got to be a bit. You know, he's got to wait for his turn. And you know, yes, he's sixty-five million. But if Tungai and Dembele was thirty million, like like Sissoko was, you know, how much um, abuse did Sissoko get? Sissoko get when he when he joined? He's useless. Get him out. He's a donkey. He's this, that, and the other. He's rubbish. He turned his career around at Spurs. And you know, people might sit there and go, "What are you talking about? Sissoko's rubbish now." But all of us, the majority of us. In the stadiums, when we're going away days, we're singing old Moose Sissoko. It become a bit of a cult uh, cult song, and most of us, for two years on the trot, um, voted him as player of the season. So, so we obviously done something right. Let's not forget them times, and that's what you got to remember with Tungand and Ballet as well. Um, having said all of that, of course, when you when you bring uh, somebody like Adeli in the mix or the Celso in the mix or Chetson, like all of them six players that I talked about before, you know, th- there's there's two positions with six players there, and and you know, Jose's got to find his right combination. Jose's got to find, you know, he's 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 nailed on these who I'm starting with, and. Tongay, uh, Tongay, what am I on tonight? Uh, Undumbale. <laughs> I don't know, honestly, listeners, just just put a laughing emoji on it, right? Don't at me and hate me. <laughs> just put a laughing emoji on it, right? But, you know, at, at the end of the day, Undumbale is now putting himself in a mm. situation where Jose's thinking, I think I can trust this guy. And actually, he's got some, you know, we're starting to see some of, the, uh, some of that stuff, even though it's a cameo and even though it's like 20 odd minutes. I was impressed. So happy days, mate. It can only be good for the team. I don't think anybody wants him to fail. Do no, well, I, I don't well, think anybody I, wants I, I, anybody to fail. I don't think Jason. I, I don't think Jason. No, obviously, he doesn't. He doesn't want Jason, to fail. Jay, no, no. J- Jason and Chris on the on the last pod were brilliant on on, on, on the Dembele debate. I thought it was superb. Mm. Absolutely, you know, brilliant. Yeah. But you know, you can't you, you can't argue with it tonight. He's come on. He's done his job well. Unless you're going to tell me during the the you know my the my Syria yeah Syria highlights, yeah. he's made some you know he's made some horrendous. No, nah, do you know I what? He done, it I was really bright. Well. I thought it was really bright. I mean, again, it's hard. You're judging a player on what a 20, 30 minute cameo. I mean, Jamie, let's come round to you because I know Jamie on the last show we done with you. You said that for you, look. It doesn't matter if he was to go and tear it up elsewhere. You want to see him do it at Tottenham. But, you know, I think it's very difficult to not feel for him, Jay. When you watch that last episode of the Amazon doc, there's a very young guy there that's come from a foreign country that's trying to adapt. And I thought, to be honest with you, on this game, I thought he made a real impact. You know, obviously the goal but was one thing. But more his general play. You know, I think 
we have to appreciate that he's playing against, you know, I know he's playing against nine men, but is there some green shoots there, Jay, where you think, do you know what, maybe that tonight, that could give him the confidence to go yeah. on for the rest of the season? Look, you're right, you're right, definitely, in saying, of course, it was, you know, he's still very young. He's only 23 years old, uh, 24 now, um, I should say. Um, and he had, you know, came in with very difficult circumstances. Of course, a managerial change, a team that was well underperforming. Of course, he had injuries. So, you know, you might compare him another 24-year-old or 23-year-old coming to the country and they've adapted much better. But look, you know, these are human beings and, and, and they kind of... Ad- and, they will adapt to the situation differently. They will react to being put in a new environment differently to others. Um, and obviously, Ndombele has found that kind of coming into a new environment very difficult. And for a long time, I kind of did stand up for him. I, I, I always kind of defended him in terms of saying that, in terms of that it has, you know, it's going to take a while for him to come good because he's in a, an environment that's very new to him. Um, you know, the, the French league is obviously very different to the Premier League in terms of the intensity. Um but I've been very critical of him recently. Um, now, I would say that's starting to slightly change. And I think the big thing for me saying that it's starting to change, my being so critical of him, is Jose Mourinho's comments. Um, it really feels now as though Jose Mourinho is making a lot of noises that Tongi is starting to do the right stuff. It feels as though he says he's now in a kind of a positive evolution. Um, he's now mentioning that... Last season, he was in a very difficult way, but now it's starting to change and it's, it's, he's, he's starting to show more signs of that he's willing. And look, Jose Mourinho, we've seen plenty of occasions. He does it with players where he kind of gives them that Jose Mourinho test. Are they mentally strong enough? Are, uh, are they mentally strong enough to kind of overcome criticism and come out the other side? And it seems as though, obviously, given Jose Mourinho's comments, that he's starting to show those signs of, of that desire. Um, to, to improve and um, yeah I think it's starting to it's starting to look positive with Tongi um, it is disappointing that he's not quite fit enough to make starts but it does look as though he is going in the right direction and we've also got to remember Pochettino said it would take 18 months for him to to kind of make that adaption so it's going in the right direction um, and, and, and just hopefully he keeps he keeps kind of pushing in the right direction and we keep hearing uh, more positive comments from Jose. Fingers crossed. John, coming round to you, just want to get your final thoughts on Ndombele. Mourinho's words after the game was, Tungi is in a process of evolution. Last season, he wasn't. He was in a situation where he couldn't see evolution. Now he's training very, very well. I believe in him. And that's really the key thing that Mourinho says here. I believe in him. Never doubted his ability, but doubted his effort and motivation. Now, I think he can do well for us. I mean, does that not give the guy, John, a massive load of confidence, hearing that from the head coach after... Listen, you remember, I think he was on the show we did against Burnley where you know he wasn't obviously kind about him after the game. And rightly so, it was awful that game. Rightly so. Is there a glimmer of hope, John, that this £60 million signing can live up to the expectation that as Spurs fans, we all hoped he could? Yeah, well, look, he's been given the platform to do it now. I, I, I think you know, he wasn't being selected before. He wasn't being picked. Or when he was picked, it was short cameos or he didn't perform. Now he's been given a, a basis from the manager that I'm happy with you in training. You're doing enough for me to warrant a selection. Um, obviously, it was only half an hour tonight, but the fact that we've actually seen him feature in our first two games uh, is very different from the, the story of last season. So already we're seeing him heavily involved, uh, although he hasn't started a game yet. We've obviously got the game at Orient on Tuesday. If you could get maybe a half in that game uh, or against uh, in Macedonia on Thursday, there's certainly opportunities for Tongi to keep playing now. Um, and it, yeah, you know, we want to see him in. We all look. 
we've all had different comments about him, but we all want him to do well for Tottenham Hotspur because we're all Tottenham fans. There's no pre-prejudice against anybody or because someone started badly, we're going to you know, be against them or anything like that. We want everyone to do well for Tottenham as Tottenham fans. And we all wish the best for Tongi. And I like the fact that Mourinho's now picking him up and Mourinho's obviously happy with him. So let's hope for more of the same and uh, hopefully he can cement himself into our starting lineup because when he does come on in these cameos, he's looking very, very good. I totally agree. Now, just on some other players to give a mention to them before we look ahead to Southampton, Giovanni Lo Celso, I think he immediately showed his forward-thinking ability the moment he kind of entered the field for Tottenham. You know, great break started by Stephen Bergvine. He played the ball into Son, who had a shot at goal. Lo Celso, pivotal in that move. We saw his urgency, we saw his desire to create, and that was evident, I think, across the 90 minutes. Maybe slightly faded, but I think it's so important we get Lo Celso in this team for the weekend. Stephen Bergvine looked bright from the off, smashed a rocket of an effort off the crossbars we know in that opening 10 minutes from the edge of the box was brought down in the box that as we mentioned should have probably been an out on penalty in that first half but another player that really kind of faded towards the end of that second half Hummin Som put through an early chance which the keeper saved but struggled to make an impact later on in that game and then Jose Mourinho after the game when questioned about future players and in particular Mr Gareth Bell now I know people are asking when's this show coming look we as Tottenham fans on this show, other podcasts have done their own thing. Other podcasts have gone early. We're going when we feel the time is right. The time for us hasn't been right yet. I promise you, the time will be right very, very soon. Can I say anything more than that, Lee? Am I being honest there? The time is right when it feels right. I can't, I can't, I can't mention his name. <laughs> Bale. <laughs> Do you know what's funny, got, right? All, all I've got this to say, started all off, Lee. It's like a Bale. joke, though, wasn't it? I mean, can I say on this quickly? This started off as a little joke, right, that you would say every week just to kind of name drop him, right? And suddenly, the guy that you've been... Everyone knows. They've been atting you and tweeting you and saying, I can't believe it, Lee McQueen. It's coming. It's actually happening. It's so hilarious now that it's actually coming to fruition. And that's why I haven't gone early on it, Lee. That's why I purposely have a podcast with Rick, your back. You banned us. You're, you're bringing him up, by the way, now. I know, I, I, know, I, I yeah, didn't yeah. bring him up. But, you know, you banned us until... What was until my, what the, was my the, words, the, the Lee, the WhatsApp comes, group? But, we do not talk oh, oh, bail. Totally. All I would say, right, is it's is, is obvious now that he's coming. I, I, all I would say is that I absolutely love the fact in the comments from Jonathan Barnett, um, his agent, where he says, Gareth Bell loves, he wants, he's got a special affection for Tottenham and he wants to come home. And mm-hmm. it, it's, it puts hairs on the back of my neck because that's what we all say, come yeah. home, Gareth. And yeah, yeah. You know, even, you know, the phenomenal Welsh wizard, Cliff Jones earlier in the week tweeting about it, asking him to come home and saying that he sent him a message. It's just, it's phenomenal for our football club. Absolutely phenomenal. And don't at me about it's only alone. Don't at me about Levy ain't got his checkbook out. This certainly other. Don't, don't bother because this is unbelievable. It is an absolute sliding doors moment. Everybody said we needed a right back. Did we sign one? Everybody said we need a central holding midfield player. Did we sign one? Everybody said we need a left back. Did we sign one? Rick, you've been on here for 18 months since Carl Walker left. Danny Rose, you know, um, uh, form dropped off. We need more warding fullbacks. Have we now got them at the football club? Mm. You know, Gareth Bale is a sensational signing. He's won four Champions Leagues, two La Ligas, Super Cups coming out of his backside. It's exactly what this club, football club needs. And he loves it. I, I mean, I can't, I can't even get my words out on that front three. Utterly mental. I've got to stop. 
Because uh, we have got, we have got, like I say, other podcasts have gone early, Jay. I mean, we're holding back because we're waiting, aren't we? I mean, we, we know that when the time's right. Other podcasts have gone absolutely fine, not a problem. We do our things our way, you know, which isn't an issue. Like I say, we love what we do over here. We'll know when the time's right, Jay, won't we? That's all we can say to listeners out there that are waiting for this show. We know when the time's right. Yeah, definitely. Um, and of course, you know, we're all very, very excited about it. And I'm very excited to kind of do the show tomorrow and. You know, when it is finally announced, hopefully tomorrow it's going to be a massive day for Spurs. Mm. You know, it is that kind of that return of a guy that we really worshipped. Um, and, and, you know, and he's going to be in the same team as as another guy we worshipped in Harry Kane. And kind of those two eras, you know, they're, they're, they feel like very different eras. But, you know, tomorrow they're going to collide. And I really think it's the big lift we needed. And, um, yeah, look, I think we'll, we'll kind of discuss it in more length tomorrow. But, yeah. It's it really is a, a very very exciting time to kind of be a Spurs fan. Have your fingers not fallen off yet, Jay? On the I'm old, not, on the yeah, old tweeting. No, it's, it, it's been <laughs> mental. I've got a lot to thank Gareth Bell for, especially with a lot of the, the Twitter interaction has certainly gone up. It's so, crazy, um, isn't it? It's actually been crazy. Yeah, this so I've got I've got lots to thank him for. But yeah, yeah, very yeah, going to be really big day tomorrow. It is going to be incredible, isn't it? Right, OK. We're going to go for our final break of the show. When we return, we are talking Southampton. Do not go anywhere. We are back after our final break of the show. Taking you into that break, we're absolutely delighted to have on this podcast. We've got the Owen the Saints pod, who very kindly, on the back of their awful performance in their last game, still kindly gave us an exclusive on last word on Spurs. Check that out, and we're back after our final break of the show. You pay a plumber a deposit to replace your tap... They never show up. So this drip keeps on dripping. Sadly, we can't stop that, but when you pay with a Visa debit or credit card and the company won't refund you, you could still get your money back, which you can use to hire a new plumber to stop that drip from dripping on. Search Visa. How you pay matters to find out more. Refunds are not guaranteed. Your statutory rights are not affected. Contact your bank to discuss your options. Here's football legend Jamie Redknapp for Skechers' world-famous footwear. On the pitch, it's all about winning, which is why I respect Skechers. They're always winning awards, including just being named UK Women's Footwear Brand of the Year, which makes sense since Skechers are the most comfortable shoes I've ever worn. They have Skechers' exclusive air-cooled memory foam and come in all types of fits, from relaxed fit, wide fit to stretch fit, and new exclusive arch fit, plus many more comfort features. Find machine-washable Skechers everywhere. The Opposition View. Hello, this is Patrick from Owen the Saints, a Southampton podcast, and I'm here to give you a little breakdown of what to expect from us this weekend. If we'd been speaking a week ago, I'd have been really optimistic. In fact, a pre-season fan poll by The Athletic had Saints as the most optimistic fan base entering the new campaign. We were fantastic during Project Restart, five wins, three draws, just one defeat, and it meant we finished the season on a real high. Unfortunately, it's taken just one week for that bubble to completely burst. We lost our opening Premier League game 1-0 at Palace last weekend. Really slow, turgid performance at a ground we've typically done well at. We followed that up with an even worse display in the Carabao Cup in midweek, losing 2-0 to Championship side Brentford at St Mary's, barely putting out much of a fight. Really, really poor display. To make things worse, it wasn't even like we fielded a weakened team. It was the Carabao Cup, but we went full strength almost as Ralph Hasenhutl wanted to use it. Sort of like an extra pre-season game considering the shortened pre-season. So yeah, really, really not good to lose that 2-0. After the match, Ralph was extremely critical of the team as well. He really went in on some of the players saying, we're not quick enough physically or mentally. And even said some of the players have returned to the club out of shape after enjoying 
their off season's a little too much. So not ideal really um, going into the game this weekend. The main issue for us seems to be in central midfield. Now, obviously, you guys took Pierre-Emil Hoiberg from us, one of our better players, but certainly not irreplaceable. Unfortunately, in the transfer market to date, we just haven't replaced him. The good results in Project, Rest- in Project Restart have sort of masked just how desperately short we are in midfield. And an injury suffered by Stuart Armstrong on international duty of Scotland has further weakened Ralph's options. Armstrong is actually key to the way we press, and he will miss this weekend, I'm sure. Nathan Redmond also limped off against Brentford with a knee injury, so he's a doubt now as well. So a couple of injury um, issues for Saints going into the game. Our team has been very settled, actually. Um, but after Ralph's blistering press conference, I wouldn't be surprised to see a couple of changes. Our shape won't change, though. It's 4-2-2-2, with the width being provided by our fullbacks, and then two midfielders occupying the space in front of the back four, and then two midfielders slightly f- further forward with Walker-Peters on the right and Bertrand on the left kind of bombing on and providing the width. So it'll be Alex McCarthy in goal, most likely, and then Walker-Peters, Jan Bednarak, Jack Stevens, and Ryan Bertrand in defence. Mohamed Salasu was our big summer signing so far, £11 million from Real Valladolid. He's not going to be involved um, for a couple of weeks, at least till the next international break while he gets up to speed with English football. So at the back, it will be Stevens and Bednarak. Uh, Romeo and Ward-Prowse, Oriol Romeo and James Ward-Prowse in midfield. And then... Will Smallbone started against Palace. He wasn't particularly good. It'll be interesting to see if he keeps his place. And then obviously now we've got this injury concern over Nathan Redmond. If he's not able to go, then it will likely be Musa Gineppo, um coming into the starting eleven Up front, we've gone with Ings and Adams. That was our partnership during Project Restart. Both of them were playing really, really well. Ralph does like to play Shane Long against top six clubs. So I wouldn't be surprised if Adams dropped to the bench and Long came in. But at the same time, he might just go with, with Adams and Ings up top. Um, the same fixture last year obviously saw us win 1-0 on New Year's Day. A great result for us, Ings getting the only goal. But I'm sure you guys remember it for, for Harry Kane's injury. I have to say I'm not confident of another three points for Saints on this occasion. Just the way we've been playing since, since uh, the season started um, has been really, really poor. I know you suffered your own 1-0 defeat on the opening day, but Ralph will really need a massive reaction from the players in order for us to get a result on Sunday. I'm interested to see how Hoiberg gets on this weekend and over the course of the season. Um, At Tottenham, he's a good player that makes others better. But I think he's got a way to go to prove himself in a team like yours that should be striving for a top four place. He's still relatively young, so he might get there. But from what what we saw at St Mary's, he's, he's he's a very, very committed player. But I'm not sure if he's quite that level technically. Um, to make an impact at a Champions League team. We shall see, I guess. If I had to put my neck on the line and predict a result this weekend, I'm going to say we play better than we did against Palace, better than we did against Brentford. Can't get much worse, to be honest. And it's a score draw against you lot. 1-1 at St Mary's. The Opposition View. The new NHS COVID-19 app shows me my risk of coronavirus and helps me protect my mum. It lets me know fast if I've been in contact with other app users who have coronavirus, so I can quickly warn Dan. It shows me the risk level in my area immediately, so I can tell Sue. It helps me protect all my loved ones, like Kim and Chris. The more of us who get the app, the better we can control coronavirus. 
Protect your loved ones. Get the NHS COVID-19 app. Download now at Google Play or the App Store. The new NHS COVID-19 app immediately shows me the risk of coronavirus in my area, so I can warn Mel. It lets me quickly check into venues with a QR scanner, so I can protect Alid. It tells me fast if I've been in contact with other app users who have coronavirus, so I can alert Emma. It helps me protect all my loved ones, even Andy Sue. The more of us who get the app the better we can control coronavirus. Protect your loved ones. Get the NHS COVID-19 app. Download now at Google Play or the App Store. Hello, welcome back to the third and the final part of the last word on Spurs. Quick preview of Southampton. This is very, very quick because time is pressing. John, let's start with you. Southampton, they're not on a great run of form at the moment. Lost in the Premier League. Went out of the Carabao Cup. And Spurs reportedly also after Danny Ings will be very, very interested to see this game, what it brings. And John, we need to get back to winning ways in the Premier League, don't we? This is a must-win game for Tottenham, isn't it? Must-win. Yeah, it is a must-win game. But our, our record at St Mary's in the last two years has been pretty poor. Uh, we, we've sort of struggled when we've gone down there. Hopefully, well, not hopefully, we need to change that. This must be three points when we go down there. We can't start off the season with one point or, or zero points from a possible six. We must, must win. Um, and yeah, you know, obviously there is the, the Danny Ings talk. Um, I imagine Daniel Levy and Steve Hitchin and the, the type will be uh, worried about more threats from Les Reed of legal action if we take any more of Southampton's players, as he seems very keen on threatening us, uh, like when we took out the Virold and, and the others. Um, so, yeah, it's going to be a real tough game down at Southampton. I know they've lost their first two, but they'll be looking to turn that round with, with a home fixture. Obviously, they lost at Palace. Um, and we'll be in for a slog down there. But I think we have just enough quality to, to win this one and the new signings maybe just to boost the squad needs I'm going for a 2-1 Spurs win Fantastic there you go 2-1 from John let's come round to you Jamie we're looking very very quickly ahead of this game tell us your thoughts on mm-hmm. it Jay because Spurs we need a reaction we need to beat Southampton quite I think comprehensively but it's not going to be easy up yeah. there as John mentioned we actually did this pod if you remember Jay I think I say back in towards Christmas it was an awful display from Tottenham mm. Harry Kane obviously injured on New Year's Day it was the beginning, really, of the end of our season, if I'm being honest with you. What's your thoughts going into this one? Because it's not going to be easy. Not going to be easy, is it, this fixture? Yeah, um, I mean, look, I, I would slightly disagree. I think that Southampton, we have to admit, they are in very poor form. They've made an awful start to the season. I think they lot of course, lost to Palace on the opening day. And then they've, of course, got knocked out the cup to, to Brentford. So it has been a really disappointing start for them. Um, and I've listened to a couple of Southampton fans and... Their performances have just been very, very lacklustre, it sounds. So, you know, they made a very good, uh, very, very strong start, a very strong finish to the end of last season. Um, Of course, really rejuvenated under uh, Hasenhutl. But yeah, well, for me, it has to be three points. They're a side that really aren't in a very good way. And I just hope for a really big, really big response from Spurs. I hope that Mourinho kind of has to readjust that attack because it really just didn't seem to work against Everton. Um, you know, the defence, I think that's also going to maybe need a rethink as well. Um, but yeah, it's got to be a really big response. And I, I, I'm probably going for the same result. I'm going for a 2-1 Spurs win. There you go. 2-1 so far across the board. I'm going to go for 3-2 Tottenham. I do see a scoring more than a couple of goals, which is quite surprising. So there you go. I'm going to go for 3-2 Tottenham. Lee, let's finish the show with you. Tell us your thoughts on Southampton. Your man Danny Ings being heavily linked now. Lee, did I just take them all from your blue book, mate? Is that what they're doing in terms of these transfer targets? Apart from Digne, obviously. I mean, I feel like they're taking them all from your blue book. Well, I did hear that they were in for <laughs> No, I'm joking. Look, I, <laughs> look, I think that 
I don't, it's not rocket science, is it? You know, I've been banging the drum for proven Premier Premier League quality. So, so is John, Jamie, all of us, to be fair. You know, Chris and Jason, the, 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 the regulars that we always have on a show, that I think that Premier League proven quality is there. And we've done it with Hoiberg. We've done it with Doherty. We've, you know, obviously we're going to do it with Bale. Um, and, you know, Ings is an obvious one to me, or Jimenez, I think Jason and, uh, and John have, have both put shouts out for him and as well. I think it'd be an amazing signing for us. So I'm glad it's getting legs because because we it'd be fantastic signing. Go out and get it done. Imagine starting, you know, the season, I know the season started already, but this is going back to these bloody transfer windows. Season, uh, Tottenham, uh, season's gone by. Tottenham season don't really normally start until after the transfer is finished because Daniel Levy, to be fair, normally does business if he does any at all on the last day. So, you know, we never get to full strength side, if you like, until the last day, although we're doing trying to do business earlier now. Um, so, you know, I think, in, you know, go after him. You know, if we, we've banked, we've bagged uh, uh, Regulon. I mean, I'm, get, I'm getting his names horrendously wrong. It's so bad. Um, and, uh, you know, obviously we've banked Bale. So, so let's go and get Danny Ings. I mean, Jose coming out and saying something around, you know, we don't want to talk about other people's players, but now if the club now um, is sort of said, yeah, we, we potentially be linked with him, Danny Ings' head might be slightly turned. And, you know, he's on two years left on his contract, as the research shows you. You know, his, his stats and his, uh, um, his duels, his goals, his, you know, work rate is absolutely phenomenal. If you put him head-to-head with Kane last year, Kane was out for six months, didn't kick a ball for six months. So there's the caveat. But if you put him again, um, you know, up against Kane, he, he was he was just as good as him. In actual fact, tracking back and pressing, he was even better. So he'd be an unbelievable signing. Whether or not we can get it over the line, that's a, that's a debate to probably have on social media. But what I'm saying is, go and turn his head. And it's and it's been done to us so many times over the years with the Manchester United and the Real Madrid and so on and so forth. And I respect Southampton, and I really like uh, Ralph as well. I think he's doing a very, very good uh, job down there, and, and I do like what, what their club's all about. But I'm sorry, but I've got to think of my own club. So go go and turn Danny Ings' head, because if you go in there, and we're proving this, right? I think you tweeted this out earlier, Rick, from the, from the account. If Jose Mourinho's calling you up, all of a sudden you're, you're standing up and listening, aren't you? Are you with me, Rick? So 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 for me, I think it's really. I think it, I think it's a deal that can be done. I mean, this whole COVID, you know, it's going to have an issue on set uh, um, on on players and wait. Uh, hey, Chelsea's blown it out of the water. You know, um, uh, Man, Man, Manchester City's pay, pay loan money. Even Tottenham, I say even like even us, we're spending money. Uh, you know, we spent spent money in January. We have spent money now. Um, you know, on Doherty and Hoiberg. We spent money now on uh, Regulum. We spent money on Bow's wages and all that sort of stuff. We're, I don't think we're finished either. So, you know, I think go and get him. I think on the game itself, I've uh, said it's a tough game. And I'll tell you why it's so tough. Because one, we started this season pretty poorly and we're not fully fit. And two, we finished playing Rodney Ploddiv tonight after after that uh, that bit of that shambles that we talked about. We've got to get on a plane now. So the lads are probably get, getting on their, uh, on their way home now. They've got a bit of uh, bit of rest or whatever at the, uh, at the ground tomorrow. And then Saturday, they've got to get on another plane or, or, or on a coach or whatever it is. I'm sure they'll be on a plane to go to Southampton for an early kickoff. It's not even a 4.30 kickoff on Sunday. It's 12 o'clock. I mean, you could not make this stuff up, you know. So not only have we got, you know, nine games in eighteen ga- days or whatever it is, we've got a game that finished uh, w- whatever time UK time it was. I, I don't know what time the game finished because at, um, at Premier Sports cut me off. But you know, other than that, it finished in the early evening uh, of of Thursday, and we're playing again midday. Does that make sense to you, Rick? It doesn't, mate. All I know is we've got to cover it. 
<laughs> exactly. So here, there you go. Happy days, Spurs. But I, I'm going for it. Will be a really tough game. Yeah. I'm not. I'm not. When when a fit, set of fixtures come out, I was yep. you know Mr. Optimistic. Like I'm banging the drum again. I'm going right. We're going to get at least 22 points out of this first first 24. Yep. We play Manchester United in that. Obviously, we've blown out already with, with Everton. Yeah. We have to win. We have to win. Yep. It sounds ridiculous, and it's second no, game, we but to we win. have to we get have three to points. Well, Let's you, go out there, get you, on the front foot. Bale yeah. joining. Happy days. Everyone's loving it. Go and win. 3-1. Yep. There you go. Lira, 3-1. Two ones across the board. Listen, we are returning very, very soon for a very, very special show with some very, very special guests. So that's all we're going to say. Big, big show coming your way very soon. Wait for the announcement. Keep calm. It's coming. It's coming. Honestly, it really, really is. We can't wait on here. My thanks to John at Lee White Rose. John, thank you so much. Cheers, boys. Lovely talking Tottenham again. And uh, big game Sunday. Come on, you Spurs. Big game Sunday. I feel like tomorrow's a big day as well, isn't it? A momentous day, potentially, in the calendar for Tottenham. That's all we shall say on that. Jamie from the Daily Hotspur, whose fingers are about to fall off. Bless him. Jamie, thank you so much. Yeah, very, very happy that the bail deal looks as though I don't have to do any more reporting on it. So, yeah, I look at an absolutely crazy week, really, at Spurs, of course, yeah. after that Everton and then and then the bail stuff and then, of course, the game this evening. So, um, yeah, look, we're, of course, as Lee says, we're on the crazy train and uh, it's been a very, very crazy week and uh, it's about to get even more crazier. Oh, God, isn't it just? Isn't it just? Lee, the instructor of this train, the man driving it. Thank you so much, as always, Lee. Always a pleasure. Thanks, guys, and thanks for having me back on, as, as always. Uh, sorry for waffling on so much, but like John said, come on, you Spurs. We've got a win on uh, on, uh, on Sunday, yep. and, uh, and the big one is coming tomorrow. Mm, there you go. We'll leave it like that for you. Tear it up for you nicely on the golf course. There you go. There's a little pun. We are uh, back with you very, very soon. We're back with you very, very soon. As always, keep the faith. Come on, you Spurs! At Ring, we've reinvented the doorbell. So no matter where you are, or what time of day, you can watch over your home and the things you care about. Ring Video Doorbell streams HD video and two-way talk straight to your phone, so you can speak to whoever's at your door from anywhere. Delivery. Oh, great. Can you leave it round the back, please? Sure, no problem. And it's so simple, you can install it yourself in minutes. See, hear and speak to whoever's at your door from wherever you are with Ring Video Doorbell. Available at ring.com and selected retailers. You pay a plumber a deposit to replace your tap. They never show up. So this drip keeps on dripping. Sadly, we can't stop that, but when you pay with a Visa debit or credit card and the company won't refund you, you could still get your money back, which you can use to hire a new plumber to stop that drip from dripping on. Search Visa. How you pay matters to find out more. Refunds are not guaranteed. Your statutory rights are not affected. Contact your bank to discuss your options. Sports Social Podcast Network. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.